Crushgasm, the podcast dedicated to the highs and sometimes lows of crushes. From their first to their worst, we're going to cover them all with a cascade of characters, including our guest today, a four-time undefeated Freestyle Friday champion, Mahogany Jones, a wife, mother, Christ-loving hip-hop artist, and photography enthusiast who is here to talk about the lightning in a bottle as far as crushes are concerned for so many, and that is a crush that actually worked out. Yes, Mahogany married her crush, an inspiration to so many of us. So let's get inspired and talk about that. Mahogany, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm fantastic. Awesome. 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 So excited to talk to you. I think this is going to be a category in this podcast that probably doesn't get a lot of action because for so many (laughs) of us, we kind of just look at our crushes from afar and we never act on them. So I'm really excited to talk to you about this topic. Well, I love this topic only because I can't think of how many crushes I've had that have absolutely pulverized me and broke my little heart. So this is definitely lightning in a bottle for real. (laughs) Yeah, because for me, like crushing as an adult versus when we're kids vary so much for so many different reasons. Were you someone that growing up kind of kept your uh, crushes secret? Cause I know I was like that. Like I wouldn't tell anybody, but like my best, my closest friends. Yeah. I would only tell my closest friends. Um, you know, I think I've had a few crushes that wouldn't go away and somehow my friends kind of like, I, and that's funny, it's, I, now that I think about it, my friends are always the go-between. I think even as a kid and then as an adult, like if I just can't get it out of my head, then it's like, I'll tell them and then see if they'll do some fishing around for me to find out what it is. <laughs> even as an adult, you employed that strategy? You know, I, I okay, so this is really odd. So actually, I guess I had lightning in a bottle twice um, because the first, okay, so the first time I was engaged, it was to a crush and it was, I was 20, maybe 23. Um, and I lived in New York at the time. I met my longtime friend and producer, uh, Ronald Lee, and he lived in Detroit. So made arrangements to make my way to, you know, Detroit and saw this guy and I was like, oh my gosh, who is that? And my producer was like, man, that's my best friend. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Anyways, long story short, I had a crush on him. He was like, yeah, I'm not really interested. I said, oh, okay. Aww. Spent the summer in Detroit and had, you know, had him do some fishing, spent the summer in Detroit. And then at the end of the summer, he was like, yeah, so I think I really like you and I want to like court you. And we wound up getting engaged, <laughs> but it didn't work. So this is a much, much better story. <laughs> Way better ending for yes. this one. Um, what would you say were some of the highs and lows of having a crush as an adult? Um, I think that the highs of having a crush as an adult is I think you can, I, I think I manage my expectations a little bit better. Oh. And I felt, I, I think I feel, I guess I felt a little bit more confident, whereas like being younger 
And having a crush, it really was soul crushing because it's like, oh my yes. God, what's wrong with me? Does it like me? And as an adult, it's like, oh, okay, that's cool. Next. <laughs> yeah, and you're so much more, yeah, you do get more confidence with age. My mom always said like, oh, the things you think are bad about you now, like you're never going to care about them when you're older, like your weight or if you wear glasses, is that. And she was, I thought she was insane, but mom knew best. She was right. right. Yeah, <laughs> totally right. Yeah, like it wasn't. If my, I mean, I think it's different. You date someone and it doesn't work out and you definitely do have this moment of what's wrong with me. Mm-hmm. But I think not as heavy as when you're a kid or you're, especially as a girl. Um, but I guess guys feel that that rejection too or that ping, that pang from rejection. Um, so yeah, and I think that crushes as, well, no, crushes as an adult can still last just as long, so. Mm-hmm. For sure. So a definite high of being of having a crush for you was the crush between you and your now husband can you tell us more about the day you met like was it an instant attraction or for those who don't know quite yet you married somebody who ended up being like your manager and label owner so are what were you more business or was it definitely like a physical attraction so (laughs) um, i'll never forget um so it's 2007 um I was invited to do a festival um, in uh, Buffalo, New York, called Kingdom Bound. It's like a, re- it's like at this huge um, amusement park, and it's like a really big, like rock and alternative, um, and and some country music um, festival uh, for Christian artists. And so, I was invited to do like the hip hop, to do like the hip hop stage. And this guy was also invited. And so he's just really nice, super charismatic, really cool. And I was like, man, he's so cool. I was like, he's so cute. He had kind of like this teddy bear thing going on. I was like, dang, he's so cute. Um, and we're vibing, just really nice. We're talking. It's great vibes. Um, and then I was like, man, I think I really like him. Like, he's cool. Um, and as we're talking, I looked down at his hand and he's married. I was like, oh, dang. All the good ones are always taken. So, you know, that was the end of that. Um, But it was cool because it was like immediately, it wasn't like I secretly still liked him. It was like immediately because we were so cool, I met his wife, you know, I think they had just had their first daughter. I was like, man, he's really, he's a good guy. Like, that's what's up. I'm like, well, the good ones are always taken. No problem. Like, but I definitely, you know, he's definitely a bro. So, you know, the festival was done. The performance happened. It was cool. Um, And, you know, it's not like we exchange numbers or exchange information. That was that. 2008 festival happens again. I get invited again. And we see each other again. And, you know, we spend pretty much at the festival. We were in the same space. I want to say we would share space for maybe three, four days at a time. Um, And it was great. It was really cool. Um, And then we kind of just began to see each other on the circuit um, at different shows, different events. Um, And then I think eventually we did like exchange information, but again, no funny business, just straight as artists. Mm -hmm. Um, An opportunity came up for, um, us to do an album together. We were, well, mixtapes. Mixtapes were the big deal back then. Um, and we had a mutual friend. Um, his, his name was DJ Sean Blue. And was like, man, you guys have such a similar rap style. 
y'all should do a mixtape together and let me host it. So we did it. We worked on the project together. I think it took us about a month, um, but we were in separate spaces. Like, you know, he, I think, was in Florida and I was in Detroit. And, you know, we did everything, you know, virtually or whatever. And it was fire. It was great. It got a great response. Uh, after we did that, um, he had a song on his album, on his upcoming album, maybe a few months later, and was like, I'd love for you to be a feature. Can you do a verse? I said, sure. Um, I had an album project. I was like, man, I really need you on this song. So our communication just continued to develop throughout the years, and we would work on each other's projects. Um, in, a, in, in that, you know, we became really good friends. And, you know, he just began to just share some things with me about just what was happening for him personally. Um, and just as his friend, I really just encouraged him um, to just, you know, thug it out, especially as a believer in Christ. It's like, man, you know, you may be having some hard times in your marriage, but, you know, I really want you to to figure it out and work it out. I'm sure you guys love each other and it'll work, you know, um, if, you, you know, you're willing to make it work. Um, so, again, I guess moving a few years forward a uh, door opened for him to invite me to do um, a concert, but in Haiti. Okay. And he's like, look, you know, I have this opportunity um, for you to do like this concert and it's like a missions trip. And I think you'd be a great candidate. Like I'm going to set it up for you. And I was like, man, Dre, thank you so much. Like, that's awesome. Um, and so did that and it went great. Um, and then the next year, he reached out to me. He's like, look, um, me and my DJ, we're looking to do a tour and we need to do some dates in Detroit. Can you help us out? Um, I said, sure. And he's like, man, we need somewhere to stay. Can, you know, can we crash at your crib? I'm like, of course you can crash at my crib. Um, so I guess this was 2012. Um, simultaneously, I had a really big opportunity to apply for um, this program that the U.S. State Department puts on, the U.S. State Department of Culture, to be um, a musical ambassador. I was really nervous, and I was like, man, I need so much help. And so my best friend at the time was living with me, and he and his friend were staying in my tiny apartment in Detroit. <laughs> um, and they And he stayed up with me. He and my best friend stayed up with me literally like all night after we finished their concert event to help me finish my application. Um, and in staying up with me to help me finish the application, just kind of like divulged to me that, you know, things were not going well and that his divorce was going to happen. So this was like 2012. I was like, dang, I'm really sorry to hear that. Um, and I, I was, you know, because I know that he was really hurt and broken. Um, so, yeah, it was just, you know, we kept in touch. Um, we were really good friends. A few other things that happened. Um, he had lost his mom. And um, I was like, man, that really sucks. Um, and just, you know, we would always talk. He was always available. I was always available. And no matter where we were in the world, and at this time, he had begun to kind of transition out of necessarily um, being on the stage and in front to like being more behind the scenes and kind of like ventured out of just like solely doing Christian music um, and was really into like music publishing and songwriting. And he would travel everywhere. Like he'd be in Cali sometimes, he'd be in Romania sometimes. Sometimes he'd be overseas sometimes and my work at, you know, doing, I was doing more work, um, abroad, doing more like ambassador work. So I'd be anywhere in the world too, but we always made time to kick it. 
Um, and in this, I want to say maybe around like 2013, you know, we'd be flirty. Like we talk on the phone, we'd be kind of flirty. Um, but it was nothing. And, you know, it's just like, man, get out of here. You're playing around. Like, I'm not paying you any attention. Like, whatever, Dre. <laughs> like, whatever. And he'd say it. So he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm not trying to settle down. I'm not think about nothing. I'm trying to like talk to everybody. I'm like, okay, yeah, whatever. Um... So yeah, time is just going by. Our lives are going by. Career is going by. It's 2018. And um, it's 2018. I had a really incredible year. Um, I had had this opportunity to perform at like the Detroit's International Jazz Festival, um, which is really big. Um, I had just done a TED Talk. Um, and that was really cool. I had just come off the road from two abroad tours. So one was in Nepal and then the other was in Uzbekistan. Um, so those both were with the State Department, two different programs. Um, and a lot of things were unfolding for me professionally. Um, but with that, a lot of anxiety was happening for me. And I was just going through a really hard time and just kind of just feeling stuck in the middle of the road in regards to like my career and life and what was next. Um, really overwhelmed my best friend and partner, um, the one who I met in Detroit initially and we worked together for several years, um, was like, yo, you should come to Florida. Um, I know you really, you need a vacation. You're trying to decompress. You can come and, you know, you can crash in my spare, my spare Airbnb room. I was like, okay, cool. Come to Florida, totally forgetting that who lives in Florida, but Dre. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. So I get in Florida and I'm posting pictures on Facebook and he's like, what, you're in Florida? He's like, look, Ron, y'all need to stop by and Mahogany's to stop by and you tell her to stay <laughs> so I was like what I was like whatever do not be flirting with me on social media it's like you're being silly so um but we're four hours away from each other I was in Fort Lauderdale and he was here in Daytona Beach and he said well look man I have to see you it's been years I was like it's true it has been a minute and I, I said I've been trying to make my way up here to just make sure you're doing all right um let's figure out how to meet each other halfway so we do, we meet each other. I want to say maybe Orlando. Um, and we meet at this Cuban restaurant and it's like a little dippy dippy spot. And we're just talking life. We're just, you know, I'm telling him how stressed out I am and how great a year it was, but how hard a year it was for me. Um, how I'm trying to make this move to New York. And he's telling me how he's just, you know, he just can't trust people. And he's just been through this like really tumultuous relationship. I'm like, damn, that's hard. And he's like, man, I don't know what to do. And I was like, man, you just need to be with somebody who you can trust. And so if he were here to tell the story, <laughs> he would let you know that that was the moment he knew that I was going to be who he wanted to marry. And, which is so weird to me but I knew then too something clicked for me too because I never I always thought he was cute and like I said initially I had a crush on him mm -hmm. but then that transferred to just like big brother vibes like he just always was wise always protected me always was sweet and then you know I thought he was cute but it wasn't like a, oh I want to get with you I have to be with you like the crush kind of just wore off it's not like oh you're just you're cute I'm saying like but, in the back of your head yeah exactly nothing that was like oh I gotta be with him <laughs> 
But when we had lunch that day, I knew it was different. It was like, ooh, something's there. And he said, man, this was great. He's like, look, I'm getting ready to go to Romania for for work, but let's talk and maybe you can come back up to Florida and we can spend some time together. I said, okay, sure. Not taking him seriously. Um, but when he went to Romania, we talked like every day. <laughs> And on the phone, like on the phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the phone, like FaceTime every single day um, for like maybe two weeks while he was like doing his writing camp. And so this is, let's see, I went, it was November 2018. Yes, November 2018 when I, when I, when we had lunch, he came back from Romania. It was December. And then he calls me, I guess maybe, it was maybe a week or two weeks before Christmas. He's like, hey, what are you doing? And I think I was like clothes shopping for a show that I had to do. And I was like, oh, I'm in the mall, I'm shopping. I got this show, I got to do this Saturday. He's like, yeah, that's cool. Do you want to come to Florida? And I was like, uh, sure, that sounds great. Um, I don't know if I have money to get a ticket. He's like, no, like, I want you to come. Like, I, I got your ticket. Just let me give you my credit card information and you can just get it. Like, I just, I want to see you. I was okay. Like, oh, okay, I'm getting flewed out. <laughs> um, as they say, or flown out, whatever. <laughs> So I was like, oh, okay. And yeah, we, we spent the week together. And of course, because he's my friend, I was like, man, this is super weird. I was like, I don't know. And we spent the week together. And then after that, I, I went to my family's in North Carolina's and spent Christmas with them. And was after I spent about four days with them, I was on my way home. And while we were together, like every evening, he would watch King of Queens. And I'm like, this show is so corny. I hate this show. <laughs> That's but my I, husband's favorite too. Yeah, his favorite show. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, like every episode, I was like, oh my gosh, we have to watch this again. Anyways, <laughs> but I found that when I had gotten home, King of Queens came on. I was like, oh, I miss my friend. And I was like, what is this? <laughs> and. I was like, what is going on? And then literally it was just like, so that was Christmas. And then we were talking, trying to figure things out. He's just like, yeah, so what are you doing for New Year's? And I was like, I don't know. He's like, want to come to Florida? I was like, what? And I was like, I can't. I was just like, I'm trying to move to New York, trying to get it together. He was like, well, can I come to Detroit? Can we spend New Year's together? He's like, I'd love to take you out. And I was like, what? You're going to come to Detroit just to go on a date with me? Um, and he did. And that was pretty much just a history. And I'm so silly because I couldn't see it. I didn't know if he was serious. I didn't know what he was thinking. But he would have these conversations with me like, yeah, so what kind of ring do you want? Oh, you know, wow. What do you want in a partner? What do you want? And I'm like, and this is Cap. He's joking. Like, this is no, this is, this can't be serious. And like I said, I was in Detroit at the time trying to transition to New York. Um, and he said, after the new, after, after New Year's Eve, after the date, you know, he goes back home to Florida and he's like, well, what's going on with New York? I was like, look, I just gave my job this notice. And I have to, I told myself, I'm giving myself the deadline that I have to be in New York by February. Cause I'm really trying to, you know, go to the next level. And he said, well, can I help you move? And I'm like, what? He's like, yeah. He's just like, I'll come up from Florida. And he's like, I'll come to Detroit and I'll help you pack. And maybe we can just drive. I'll help you like U-Haul and like drive your stuff, you know, to your place, New York. 
And I was like, oh my God, okay. Um, <laughs> so it's just, it was just one thing after the other, but all the dots just continually fell in place. Like, say, before, he, yeah. he was asking about rings, what you yeah. wanted in life. He was willing to help anybody that helps you move. Right? <laughs> Moving I is not see so, all the signs. <laughs> it's so arduous. So even before that, I was like apartment scouting. And so I'm like, well, look, I'm on my way to New York to like see if I can find a place in Jersey or New York. He's like, cool. All of a sudden, like, like I said, he's a music publisher and he does a lot of work with different labels. So the same week that I'm in New York and, you know, we're long distance, we're talking. He's like, yo, you'll never believe it. I'm like, what? He's just like, I have to come out to New York because I have business meetings at Atlantic. I'm like, what? I was like, no way. So he's like, yeah. He's like, I was like, no way. I was like, I'm going to see you. He's like, yeah, you're probably going to see me. And I was like, okay, cool. Then we found out one of our mutual friends, children had passed away tragic which is terrible um but we knew them from buffalo we knew them from rochester and he's like i was like man i gotta go to the funeral he's like yeah i want to go to the funeral too he's just like and so we we were in new york Mm -hmm. we find out this news we want to go to to the funeral and he's just like yo do you want to go together and I was like, uh, yeah. He's like, yo, let's rent a car. We could just drive up there. So it was like one thing after the other. And then the, I guess the 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 final kibosh, well, not final, because a lot of great things happened afterwards. Um, it's time for me to, you know, move from Detroit, which I had lived in for 17 years, and, you know, make my way to New York. He comes up. Um, and he's like ready to help me move. Now I've, I've come to his place and he's like adulting very well. And I'm adulting pretty well. I mean, I have to be proud of myself to be able to just be an independent musician and, and kind of make life go. Anyways, he comes to my place. I'm packing. It's crazy. I'm like, ugh, it's a whirlwind. <laughs> and it's a, the day before we leave. And he's just like, yeah. So he's like, you know, I know we're talking about like taking it to the next level do you want to practice? And I was like, practice what? He's like, do you want me? Can we practice the proposal? And I was like, okay, sure, we can practice. And he's like, well, you know, how do you think you're going to feel? What do you think you're going to say? I was like, I don't know. Right. Um, So he's just like, um, he's like, okay, well, go find a ring. Um, And I'm like, okay. But of course I'm packing. Everything's everywhere tonight. Like, I don't know where a ring is. I don't know where a ring is, right? (laughs) So I can't find a ring. So he takes a plastic bottle cap, like the ring that's around the the water bottle. Uh So he takes that and he's like, okay, we're going to use this. And I'm like, okay, cool. So he plays this song by Daniel Caesar, Blessed. And I'm like, okay, I'm ready. I was like, we're preparing, we're faking, you know? (laughs) And then so I give him the, the bottle cap ring and then he takes my hand and he starts to put the bottle cap ring on and he's like, okay, close your eyes. And then he's like on his knee and he opens up the box and he proposes to me. Does he have, he had a real ring? A real ring. Oh my God. <laughs> I was like sitting here so excited about that. I was like, oh my God, is he really proposing? Is that how this turn's going to go? <laughs> and that's how it turned. And then that, that was that. So we did long distance. Um, from you know New York and Florida, and I'm just trying to figure out how that was going to work. Um, but I, he knew all along what what, what he was doing, and so um, and everything just kind of fell in place. I got a, a place downtown Jersey, and I think I was in you know New York slash uh, Newark, New Jersey, 
for all of maybe seven months. <laughs> um, and the people who leased to me were kind, like the lady, she was so kind. First of all, she was kind in helping me get the place. But then when I told her my situation and how I got engaged and, you know, she knew my fiance because he would come back and forth. Or she she knew Drake because he would come back and forth and stay. <laughs> um, and I told her the situation and she's like, look, I'm not supposed to let you do this. She's like, but, I just, you gotta, you just gotta, you gotta follow your heart. It's like, you know, these things only happen once. She's like, I'm gonna let you out of your, your lease early. Oh and, my God, you know, lust. Free. And I was like, what? <laughs> so, and here we are, you know, two years later, married, and um, our daughter is almost one. And yeah, so our daughter turns one June 16th. Um, and our wedding anniversary is June 6th. Oh, everything happens in June for you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, how did you make it work? How did you keep things up for the seven months while you were engaged but apart? Um, it was um it was it was definitely interesting. I mean, I think he, he I know me like I'm definitely a runner. So I'm always on the go and especially being in New York, the pace of it is so it's so fast. Mm-hmm. Um so he was really intentional about like FaceTimes and he was very intentional about, hey guys. Um, he's very intentional about making sure that we talked on the phone regularly. Um, you know, like I said, he did a lot of business in New York. Mm-hmm. And so I think we, and then I would just, we just made our way. We definitely like, you know, used our budget. Um, thank God for Skip Lagged. <laughs> and it was a lot of, it, we would see each other at least, we would get to see each other at least once a month, whether he'd come to New York or I would, you know, come down to Florida. And we just, we just figured it out. So FaceTime and those, you know, once a month visits is what kind of got us through. So you guys were friends for about a decade before you were in a relationship. Do you think that all those years of just being friends solidified your relationship moving forward, getting engaged, being married? Um, I definitely feel like all those years, hey, Jazzy. Um, I definitely feel like those years of us being friends, um, helped you know us figuring each other out i mean it's interesting too because um i think we just kind of always felt like a vibe we always felt like like man like that this is like if yeah if if yeah we just kind of always felt close mm-hmm. um and like, like like i said like no matter what we could like trust each other um and i know that that really helped a lot were you skeptical at all about dating or being involved with someone in the same industry as you, like music? Um, actually, nah. I mean, I think that that was like one of the major selling points for me because I I was skeptical to be with someone who was not in this industry or who was who was not in some form of entertainment because I knew I just understood like. I just couldn't forfeit my purpose. And not to say like, for me, I'm definitely like my family is first, um, but I I just was not willing to sacrifice what I felt was my purpose um, just to be, you know, I mean, not to say just to be married, but yeah, I was just like, nah, like this has to be for a reason. Like we have to be greater together than we were apart. So you, so for you um, being with him, do you think it's like, helped add a new layer to your creativity overall? 
Um, yeah, I think so. I mean, I feel like we, it's funny, I think, because we knew each other, we knew each other for so long. And now when you when you marry someone, as you know, being married, mm-hmm. it's a different kind of knowing. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, wait a minute. I didn't know this. I didn't know this. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes that's great. And then sometimes that's like, hey. <laughs> so I think it's a mix. I think he definitely pushes me. He definitely pushes me to be to be a better creative Um, And he definitely pushes me in ways that sometimes are uncomfortable. And I think there's benefits to the fact that it's like, okay, I get to work with my husband. And then there's times where it's like, oh, I work with my husband. And I'm (laughs) sure it's the same for him where it's just like, oh man, I love, I get to work with my wife. And it's times where it's like, oh, I work with my wife. Like she is impossible. (laughs) I feel you on that, especially with the pandemic and we're both working from, I am a remote worker, but he just became a remote worker in the last year. get that <laughs> and Maybe. we're podcasting together and everything so right right ex- exactly <laughs> it's so funny because I mean I guess it's good that I'm an artist and he I mean he's like very well-rounded when it comes to like the art and what he does um like he kind of can you know he has his hands in all facets of it um but you know I think just and you I mean you should know just running this podcast or just doing anything like independently on your own you 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 wear all the hats yeah and so it's like it's times where I want to help with our boutique label and you know I want to help some of the artists that are on the roster and he's like no babe just focus and worry about being an artist and I'm like I want to get in I want to help let me help and he's like look no he's like it's already difficult enough working with you as an artist and you being on the label the last thing I need to do is convolute things by having you like help on the business end just do what you're doing and I'm like okay whatever (laughs) it can be be difficult but at least you make it work yeah oh yeah no 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 and I think that there's I mean and I, I guess for me my best relationships and I don't know if this is good or bad um, I just spend more time with people who I'm productive with. Yeah. I, you know, yeah. it's like my my best friend happened to be my music producer who I worked with before my husband for almost 20 years. I mean, we still work together in certain capacities. Um, and, you know, again, my, my other best friend was someone who... Um, we just had a lot of things in per- in common and she wound up being like my brand manager. It's kind of just like, okay, we just get it done. Like, how can I help you? How can you help me? How can you encourage me? You know, how can I encourage you? Um, so I just figured like, man, like, marriage is great. But it's, it's different, I think, with marriage only because you share so much and you have to see so much of that person. So then to have the added layer of your business and also sharing that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it takes work, but it's worth it. Yeah, agreed. So when we first met about your music, I asked you to, about a show that you have a lot of love for, and that's Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I asked yes. you um, what character from the show you're most like, and you said a mix of Will and Aunt Viv. So now I'm asking, what character or characters from the Fresh Prince would you say your husband is most like, and why? Even Ooh. though I know he probably wants to pick King of Queens, but we're not going to talk about that because right, right, right. <laughs> oh, man, that's that's really good. Um, that's really good. Man, that's really good. Um, 
That's, you know, that's funny. I guess I would say, hmm. I guess, I mean, it's funny. I mean, yeah, that's weird. I guess I would say the same thing for him. I think that he is definitely part Will Smith and part um, Uncle Phil. You know, I think that he has this, like, he's really fun. He's very funny. He's super charismatic. He's hilarious. Um, and Uncle Phil I, is like a teddy bear. Like you said, he was. Yes. <laughs> and he's, and that, I would definitely say, and I, it's funny. I would almost, dang, I almost want to ask the kids. <laughs> Jazz, you in the bathroom? Okay, so I'm doing this podcast and they asked if your dad was a character on Fresh Prince, what character would he be? What would you say he would be? Wait, say it again. <laughs> My daughter said he would be um, DJ Jazzy Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's not bad. He's cool. That is so funny. Okay, that's I'm not going to think about that. That's hilarious. You are funny, Jazz. Um, so I don't know. I think, let me think. I don't know. I would say Uncle Phil and... Will Smith, because like I said, he's funny, he's charismatic, he's cool, um, he's really sweet, um, and but he's he can be gruff, he can be very serious, he's very smart, um, and I think I think sometimes his gruff demeanor can be misunderstood um, by being just like you know immovable or stern. But it's really, he's very compassionate and he's very passionate. So, yeah, I would say Uncle Phil and Will. Yeah. I hope, I thought you were going to say um, Jeffrey. I thought, I think he's like the coolest character. Yeah. I'm watching, <laughs> watching it, like, we'll watch it. My husband is a 90s podcast, so we'll watch uh, episodes of Fresh Prince every now and then. And I'm like, that guy is so sassy, so he funny. He is so sassy. <laughs> like, I don't you... remember him being like that when I watched when I was little. You know, isn't it great when you watch shows that you were little and you watch them as an adult? Yeah, there's so much like that goes better? over your head as a kid <laughs> like either, it's funny either they're better or worse yeah there's some that we're watching and i'm like like a lot of the tgif shows like step by step and family oh. Man. like some of those i'm like a little uh, oh, but so cringy, so cringy. <laughs> fresh prince we watched a couple of those for his podcast they hold up still yeah i love them Agreed. King, King of Queens doesn't have that many, I don't think, in the 90s, so we don't have to watch those as much. <laughs> and he's going to be really mad when he edits this. He's going to look at how dare you speak ill of Kevin James. <laughs> Baby, my husband loves him some Kevin James. Like, we we are definitely King of Queens enthusiasts here. And at first, I couldn't stand it. It just was like, oh. But now it's kind of like, oh, we haven't watched King of Queens in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I think every couple has those you have to have those few sitcoms that like bind you and you watch yeah. over and over ours is Frasier in the office <gasps> I love Frasier oh my gosh and my daughter loves the office she got me hooked to that the uh, Frasier is uh, that's another show when I was little I thought they were British I thought they were like <laughs> I, I had no idea what that show was about as a kid yeah. I knew there was a dog but now I watched it a few years love ago it. 
I think we've watched it maybe like over a dozen times. We're actually on the season where Daphne and Niles just get together again. Oh, yes. I love that. I was waiting for that. I, I love when shows are able to adequately build up like the sexual tension between characters mm-hmm. in a way where when they do get together, it's not chintzy. Yeah. Like it's real. Oh, they did that so well on Frasier. Yeah, it was such a good... I mean, they went a long time. I think a long time. Of that. And everybody would watch it and we're like, how did Daphne not know? <laughs> but that's how it is, I think, a lot of times yeah, in I, real life. I mean, Dre was dropping hints for you and you were like, I don't know. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> I don't know if you're serious. <laughs> like, like I said before, more than likely, you're going to be a rarity on this show because your crush worked out. <laughs> Um, and now you're married. So what advice do you have for all of those bashful people out there waiting, sitting around, doing nothing about their crushes? What is your advice to them? I think my advice is um, it's a case-by-case basis. I think, and it all depends. I think if it's a crush that, mm, okay, this is, let me, let me get clear. Um, there is, it's very important to let something cook and marinate. So definitely let it marinate. I think, um, if you and your crush are cool and y'all are friends, you definitely don't want to mess up a friendship. Um, so that's one. Um, two, I would say if this is somebody who you are like, you guys don't really have a friendship but you do find them attractive and you have a crush on them and you share space, um, hurry up and get it over with and figure it out, right? Because if you put it out there and it's a go, then that's awesome. And you can figure out sooner than later whether or not this is something, especially, like I said, if there's no like friendship ties involved, right? You could just figure it out. Do I, am, are you, am I interested in you or not? And then you could just not kill yourself with the torture and just know like, what's up? Um, yeah, just get it over with. But if you're friends, then let it marinate because I will say this. I've also, I have many crushes, so this is my thing. Um, <laughs> I've had crush, I've had a crush on a really good friend who is still a friend of mine. Um, and we were really cool. And I think we finally kind of came to this place where we where our eyes kind of opened. Like maybe we were a possibility. Like, hmm, man, we're so cool. And I had a crush on them first. I don't, I don't think they saw me in that way. But then eventually after being such good friends after some time, they admitted that they kind of saw me that, that way. Um, but our friendship meant so much to us. And I think that we were able to look at it and be like, that's not the way for us. Like we're just, we're not supposed to be that. Um, so yes, yeah, so I would say with your crushes that are friends, like really respect your really hold your friendship and high esteem. Um, and if it does come out that you do and you are attracted to each other and you have a really good friendship, just be very careful with what you explore in that attraction so that at the end of the day, your friendship can still be intact if things don't go the right way. This is amazing, solid advice. I like that marinate thing. Yeah, let it marinate, you know, and it'll, it'll, especially if you're friends, it'll come around. But 
if you just saw them and you think they're cute and you want to know what's up and it's burning in you and there's no like deep vested friendship man just be bold and just figure it out because one or two things gonna happen three things one it's gonna be mutual and you can explore it right Mm -hmm. two it's not gonna be mutual and it'll just be like, oh, okay, cool. And you can move on and you can have peace and you can stop like torturing yourself about it. Or three, one person for whatever reason will be like, eh, nah, I'm straight. But then they may think about it and be like, hmm, maybe. And then it could be something that's there. And I'll say this, I know people who that's happened to who are now married um, <laughs> um hope all around. <laughs> I'm just saying, um, where it was the third, where either um the guy didn't even really like, and it was a guy, it was the girl who had a crush on the guy, and then somehow the guy found out, and the guy was kind of like, nah, I don't think. Wait a minute, I never even looked at you like that. You are what's up? Okay, let me talk to you. <laughs> so yeah, so be bold. Be bold, be brave. Now I want to talk more about your music and what you've been up to. Real <sighs> yes. So, so I have a new EP out. Um, well, it came out in December, so it's not so shiny new, but it's still new. It's like a new car. Um, <laughs> I still got some miles fresh. on it. <laughs> yes, it still has the new, the new scent, the new car scent. Um, but it's called Floating. Um, and it's really, I, I really love this work. I think it is some of my most solid work sonically. Um, and it just comes from a very honest place. Um, and it actually kind of just goes over like that. Um, I guess for my career, it was definitely like a hard place to be. Um, and yeah, my husband, just if it wasn't for his encouragement, I think that as bad, as long as I waited to be with someone who um, I could continue to be who I am as an artist with, I was definitely in a place where if it wasn't for him and his encouragement, I think like my last project, which was called Sugar Water, might've been my last album because I was really stuck. Um, And he just encouraged me. He's like, I'm not gonna let you die. I'm not gonna let you like lose yourself. Like you, this is what you do and I'm gonna do whatever it takes to help you figure it out. And he did. You know, he did a lot of the production on it. Um, we together, executive produced um, a lot of the aspects of it. Um, and yeah, he, he helped me figure it out so that we can make it go. So I'm really proud of it. It's an EP, it's seven songs. It's it's really solid. Um, and yeah, I just hope people will go check it out because I love it. Were uh, you not looking to create anything because of like the pandemic being down? I know a lot of people that got them down last year. And no, was it that? Um, well, what it was, was just to be perfectly honest. So that like that 2018 stint was kind of a strange place for me. Um, so it was like, I, you know, I think people say that it's like, okay, you're not afraid of failure, but you're afraid of success. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of where I was. As I was, as more things were unfolding and great things were happening for my career, it was still like, okay, I'm still in this middle place and it just doesn't feel as if it's happening fast enough. Is it going to happen? And with music sounding the way that music sounds and I sound the way that I sound, is there room for me 
in this landscape. You know, like I'm just way different and, and I'm getting older. So it's like, man, I don't know if I have a place. Um, and it just took me a minute to just get comfortable and be comfortable in my skin and be comfortable with my voice and what I have to say. And the fact that it's like, okay, a lot of my fans have grown up with me and a lot of my fans are wives and are mothers and are, you know, pushing and are entrepreneurs and trying to make it go. And I have something to say that is valid, that speaks to their experience. So, you know, it's kind of like, okay, you telling everybody else, like, if you count me out, you can't count. It's like, okay, well, if you count yourself out, then you can't count. So let's get it. And that was really like, yeah, just my husband just pushing me like, yeah, like you have a whole demographic to speak to and, and, and a whole new space in which to create from. So, I mean, I think I was more active in the pandemic than <laughs> I was before we met. So it's like my last project came out in 2016. And in in 2019, between 2019 and 2020, we had released um, three singles and one music video and the EP <laughs> while I was pregnant. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, pregnant too. I'm always amazed. Because I don't have kids, uh, probably never have kids, but I'm just like, oh, I like, I think that is a miracle <laughs> that women uh -huh. go through. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, my hat's off to all mothers. <laughs> so like I mentioned before, um, you're a Freestyle Friday champ from BET yeah. 106 in Park. Thinking back, that was such a moment in time that kind of got lost when music left the small screen and went to more internet-based streaming. Do you feel like today's generation has anything even close to the magic that was Freestyle Friday? Um, you know what? To be honest, I really don't. I mean, I guess the closest... I don't. I don't think that we... I think those experiences are are different. Um, it's interesting. I think that the way that um, fireside chat would, you know, and the and listening to the radio would mm -hmm. bring families together is kind of the same way that like TV shows and especially stations like BET or MTV really brought a generation together or brought friends together. Yeah. Um, and I think that as innovations grow with technology, the innovations are really cool, but I think the autonomy that comes from the design of a lot of technology um, does us a disservice because like I said, I feel like those shows, you know, we would look forward to like the tickets in the basement. We would look forward to Freestyle Friday. We would look forward to Yo MTV Raps. We would look forward to um what was T T T R L, right? We would look oh, forward to yo, you know what I'm saying? Like we would look forward to the unplugs. Like it was an event. Like you had to go home and you had to be home at a certain time so you could see it, right? <laughs> and all your friends could talk about it. And I mean that kind of happens now with Netflix, but I think the the hybrid or the merging of like TV and music. Um it's just gone. And now it's like maybe YouTube, maybe Instagram, maybe TikTok, but the feel is different. So unfortunately, I, I can't say I can think of something that would compare that. 
Well, when you mentioned like the TV shows and watching together, my mind did go to uh, the verses on Instagram. Oh, true. And I will say very true. Black culture definitely during the pandemic really rose up in that regard. There were artists I didn't even like, but I would watch because it was so fun to just be part of like the the feed and see how excited people were for something, Ooh. especially during a time that was so just chaotic last year. Oh. We needed that. We needed that. And D-Nice. Um, I was watching the NAACP. Well, I wasn't watching it really, but kind of watching it. Um, the, NA, the end of it, the NAACP Awards. And D-Nice got an award for Entertainer of the Year. And it's like, man, he so deserved that because he really brought us together. Because I just feel like we were in a whole nother dark ages, like in 2020. Like, ugh. The Brandy and Monica one was really good. That was the only one I watched the whole thing. <laughs> Yes, it was really good. It was when I watched the whole thing that was funny too, which yeah, I agree. It was kind of like Monica seemed a little off, but she was kind of like, because Brandy kept busting out the poetry and Monica. Maybe. Brandy was on fire, honey. Monica had an attitude. (laughs) I'm just joking. I I mean, I think I saw their schedule and they said like it was like blurred out, but they have some people that might be coming back for a rematch. So fingers crossed it's Brandy and Monica. Yes, that would be hot. <laughs> and there, people are saying like they're trying to get like um, like Usher, but people can't really think of anyone to go against him. You know who I would say would go against Usher? Mm-hmm. I would say Chris Brown. A lot of people say that. And uh, I think he, Chris Brown has quantity and then Usher has the quality. Yeah. <laughs> he's a little, he's a, I think. I think Usher's a little bit older than Chris Brown, yeah. but as far as like the type of artist that they are, <laughs> I think they're closer match. It's interesting because I think it's similar to like Brandy. I mean, not Brandy. It's similar to like Beyonce and Rihanna. I was going to say, I would like maybe Usher to go against Rihanna. Ooh. Because they don't really do the mix match of the genders. They kind of keep it, oh, it's a guy and a guy, a girl and a girl. So that's, interesting. that's good. That's interesting. I'm going to tweet at them. <laughs> Huh, that's interesting. That's in that is interesting. That's true. And I think they're around the same age. I feel like they kind of came out around the same time. Um, Rihanna is like I think a little bit after because I know Usher was like definitely um he was up on TRL more in the earlier days with like Backstreet Boys and seeing oh. and then Rihanna was more I was I think college when umbrella at least came out maybe middle well, let's go back because you you got to remember and that's why i said they were around the same age because riri dropped um honda replay she's honda like, replay she exactly was she was young she was like maybe 14. that's true that's true so, oh yeah i think i think we have it usher and rihanna but then wait a minute you still the thunder we gotta kind of but then they're not really comparable people have been talking about the idea of like Rihanna and like Beyonce, but then you think about it, it's like mm, Beyonce would kill. <laughs> nah, no, 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 no. Okay, listen, we we say that because we look at how iconic Beyonce is of an artist. But when we think about Beyonce's catalog, her earlier catalog has back-to-back hits. But as we move past, as we move to her solo career, you're I, right. I think it, it her as we move to her solo career, Rihanna's like hits, boom, 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 boom. Yeah, it's like Beyonce would drop whole albums that were experiences, but could you be like, ooh, 
I don't know what's wrong. You know that song and that song. Yeah. Rihanna's got the like billboard mainstream. You're right. You convinced me. (laughs) Another one is Mariah Carey. They can't really find anyone. I would say like maybe Janet Jackson. Mm-mm. But I don't see those two ever trying to get in the same room. And I don't see Mariah Carey ever saying, I'm going to go against someone. She's nah. too <laughs> Yeah, no. I mean, the only reason why I don't say, I, it's weird because when you when we think about verses, we're thinking about the fact that the artists are like the same, came out around the same time. Mm-hmm. So maybe not necessarily the length of their catalog, because I think their catalogs could compete. But it's kind of and Mariah, low key. Even though her voice is 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 a little rough now, yeah, she's still making music. I think she just dropped a single. I just got her a memoir, but I don't know about some new music. <laughs> I feel like she just did some new music. I mean, when I feel like I just saw a single with her or something with somebody. Let me look it up. Let me see. <laughs> I, I swear I feel like I just heard Mariah just had new music. Um, hmm. But I just feel like Janet, I don't know. I mean, Janet, yes, because Janet does have hits. Who could Janet Jackson go against? Honestly, I don't think anybody but her own, like, it would probably be Michael, and that's not going to happen. Nah. You know what? That actually would be pretty lit. Like, she could talk about, like, both you know that could <laughs> that could i told you jan i mean mariah had dropped some new music mariah oh, just dropped music in 2020 well, I, oh dang mariah i am sorry for being a horrible fan She's sure <laughs> let me see yeah i knew it she has a new song with buster rhymes yeah she's in it she dropped yeah she dropped music and yeah, she dropped music in 2020. So like I said, I mean, I mean, and again, the fact that you didn't know about it probably <laughs> speaks to the quality of it. No disrespect, Mariah. Respectfully. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. So um, now that the world seems to be slowly inching its way back to normal, well, as normal as it can be after the chaos of 2020, what are some of your plans moving forward? Are you thinking about doing shows, releasing even maybe your husband's going to push you to do more music? Um, well, now it's funny. Now it's kind of the reverse. It was like, you know, it, it's kind of like you get a uh, uh, something going up a hill. And now <laughs> I'm like revved up. Now I'm like, okay, come on, let's get this music. He's like, uh, he wasn't <laughs> even thinking about it. And now you got 80 million things going on. You're trying to teach. You got the baby. You got like a whole family. Like now you're trying to push me to do music. Like relax. It'll come out when it comes out. So I am working on an album this time around. Um, so definitely. I mean, I think I've. I think it would be ambitious of me to say that it would come out this year, um, but it's a, it's all a possibility. I definitely have a single that is in queue. Um, I've been doing more uh, U.S. State Department work, so a lot of it has been virtual, but I have an upcoming program um, with Israel. So that's going to be, I'm really excited about that um, and just the fact that it's Israel. Um, and so right now it's designed to be virtual, but it'll be an ongoing thing. So hopefully when the world opens back up, um, probably at the end, of, I mean, just depending upon where we are, um, I've been talking with a friend of mine and we have plans to, I just did a single with a Tanzanian hip hop artist over there. So we're in conversations to see when I can come out there. Tanzania is actually open. Um, So yeah, so it's just a matter of 
what life looks like with the baby and with kids and a husband um, and traveling. But I think that, you know, my family's pretty supportive and I don't think it's going to be, a, you know, it'll be an issue. So yeah, I definitely plan on just making music, putting it out there. And I just, I miss the stage. Like I saw like all these old pictures of like when I got to do shows, I'm just like, oh. Do you think like I've been asking a lot of musicians, do you think like when you do return to the stage, that first song, like it's going to be something you remember you play, it's gonna be like the first time because it's been so long. Or will you be emotional? So I think so. I mean it's weird. Like I had so two things. So I had a virtual listening party. Um, and when I tell you, yeah, when I, it felt like a show, like it was like, I had to, you know, same thing as like, okay, you go, you kind of like style yourself, you get the outfit, you get your makeup done. It's kind of just like, and I was nervous. Like it was a show. It's like, okay, it's virtual. It's really only you and your people. Like, are you kidding me? But it was like, oh my God, it's like a show. Um, so I don't even know what it's going to feel like to actually be on stage and be with people. Um, I definitely think I'm going to share shed a tear like in real life because that's like, my, yeah. Yeah, as somebody my who like, goes to a lot of concerts. Like I'm hoping my first concert that I go to is something I really love and not just like some like you know kind of band. So I'm not like crying at a band I barely know just because I'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like I I have tickets um, for like I think it might be Alanis Morissette's Jagged Little Pill. Oh, what I love Alanis Morissette. Well, I had to oh, go. that was my show last year and obviously at COVID <laughs> it didn't happen so I've been waiting and it's a rescheduled for October 5th so fingers crossed I've been dying for this record this album <laughs> show she she I mean it's so funny and I, I don't think that I really understood how dope songwriters were until I really started tapping into like loving alternative music like you know when i when i was in the 90s and i'm going through like my my dark grungy like i'm an angsty angsty teenager phase oh, but like <laughs> um who was it i'm trying to think her fiona apple um smashing pumpkins um who else oh my gosh like just their writing. Despair. Courtney, Courtney Love, oh. Hole, like Kirk or me, like the songwriting is just so beautiful and brilliant. Like, yeah, none other. 90s alternative, one of a kind. One of a kind, some of the dopest music. And I mean, she wasn't really alternative, um, but she definitely had me in my feels. Tracy Chapman, like if I get to do a song with anybody, like low key, she's one of the people like I'm just like, yo, she's definitely on my wish list to like do a song with. Like she got me through like so many things. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> no. uh, she's what her voice is amazing. I think she did like one of those late night shows last year. Mm. And it was like a, a rarity because she does not do much anymore. Yeah. So that was cool. I wonder what she did. Yo, that's a great question. Like I, I like you should do something with that. Like you know, once the world opens back up, if you had, if it didn't matter, like if you had the amount of money, like who would you go see in concert? Hmm. Like, yeah. Mine would be that dang Alanis Morissette show. Man, I don't know. I got to marinate on that one. I, I got to I gotta think who I would want to see. I don't know. Like, I, I don't, have you ever heard of an artist named Emily King? Is that the um, X's and O's song? I don't know. She has this song. Um, 
called, I think it's called Distance. Um, I don't know, like I'm not really familiar with what her latest catalog is, but I want to say maybe the last album that she dropped maybe in like 2017 um, was was pretty dope, but she's really dope to me. Um, I just like all these like indie like songwriter artists. Like I love Ari Lennox. Um, I love Jasmine Sullivan right now. Who would I want to go see? Dang, that's a good question. Well, I, I, I really love Joe Scott. Like seeing her perform live is like a whole experience. I believe and she did her verses. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah, her verses was cool. That was okay. It was cool. Her and Erica were really nice. They were amicable about it. I think that was a perfect match. Ah, oh, a show. Oh, um, well, just um, can you tell the people where they can find you? Definitely. <laughs> um, so please, I'm I'm definitely a follow backer. So hit me up on Instagram. That's at sign M A H O G A N Y J O N Z. Um, of course, my website mahoganyjones.com. Um, I don't really do Facebook like that um, for music. Um, more personal, of course. Um, so yeah, um, and I, I am I, I, I make Twitter go here and there. So if you want <laughs> me on Twitter, you can. Um, that's at sign M A H O G A N Y J O N E Z on Twitter. Well, I'll definitely be giving you some follows. Thank you. (laughs) Mahogany, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me about a crush that actually worked out. I'm so happy for you. (laughs) And everyone, you can find all of Mahogany Jones information below in the description. And until next time, keep crushing it.